Bertha Charuma on SAFM. It is the chill zone and, of course, uh, talking to Tokozile Mangwiro. And uh, just to give you a little bit of background, very petite, uh, slightly shy, you know, very focused, I must say, uh, South African founder of um, uh, Nilotika. I, I hope I've pronounced that right, uh, but I'll get it from the horse's mouth in a few seconds. It's a hair care for African women. Discovered, um, you know, her product, her formulation of organic hair treatments that speak to every black woman who has stood in the face of, you know, adversity or when it comes to, you know, our hair. Sometimes it can be such a daunting task to find the right product that really, really works with your hair. I mean, all the other products, look, I don't take away anything from them they are perfectly fine but our original our authentic our natural locks sometimes can be very very difficult to manage and all they need is an individual who really understands and most probably who has the same crown where they are really trying to figure out how to harness um you know those uh, little coils or uh, the curls but anyway let's introduce our guest and let's get to find out about this amazing product Tokozile, good to have you on the chill zone Hi, Bertha. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And thank you so much thank for making for having me. Thank you for making time this evening. Mm. So let's talk about your Heke product. How did this? Wh- how, what happened for you to come up with this product? So you know, I always say whether you pronounce it Nilotika, Nalotika, it doesn't matter. Just get it into your hair because it's one of the best products that you'll have in your hair. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so it's not about pronunciation. But the backstory of this brand, and I mean, my absolute lo- uh, love of my life is that I used to have very long dreadlocks. Um, and I started growing out my natural hair while I was still in high school, very excited to start these dreadlocks. And as, just as soon as I started, I found that the hair was so dry. I found that my, my dreadlocks were extremely dry and no products that I could try on the shelves would work on my hair. And it took 14 years to just get to a point where I'm like, I cannot anymore. This hair is so dry and started doing research around natural hair. Um, And back then there was absolutely nothing on the shelves. You had relaxers, things that would modify our hair. Um, And so when I started doing this research, I started looking at natural ingredients, organic ingredients, um, started speaking to formulators even to just get to understand the type of hair that we have and the type of product that's um, presented for the for this type of hair that we have and found that there was an absolute mismatch and that I think that's the stance that I took that I had to find something that worked for my type of hair and I thought if it would work in my long dreadlocks it would certainly work in all sorts of hair. And just looking also at your background, you you know it you are in you are from education background. You have your masters from the University of South Africa, and you have yes. an ICT business intelligence background. And for this then to happen, this is quite interesting. Yes. So there you are. You've discovered. I need to research. You found the product. You found the formulation. Yes. How long did it take you? to actually solidify that this formula works and now I need to package it and put it onto the market. Right. So, yes, my background is in IT. I'm very technical in the way I think, the way I studied. Um, and I went all the way to a master's degree. So I was purely focused on this career that's going to be ICT driven. Um, but I think when I saw a huge gap in the market in that 
um, looking for these ingredients, doing the research. It took two years just to research, start playing around with natural ingredients. And I always say I started off with coconut oil and shea butter, and they're beautiful. They penetrate the skin nicely, but they sit on top of the hair. So nothing was penetrating the hair. When I met a formulator, I described exactly what I was looking for, something that would moisturize the hair for a couple of days, not just put something in the morning, halfway through the day, 10 o'clock, your hair's feeling dry again. Um, and that's what we started working around. And I always say my IT background is full of functionality. It's all about functionality that this thing work. Um, and it took two years to play around with this product, create a formula that actually worked. And initially, we started with four products, and we didn't have a shampoo. And so we started in 2014. And when we launched in 2016, there was this excitement of just, oh, my gosh, what is this product? You know, <laughs> because it was something that worked not just for myself, which I think I thought I was the only person struggling with this issue. Seventy percent of women struggle with dry hair. So all these people around me struggling with dry hair started feeling this product and everybody just loved it. So I was quite driven to continue building uh, or rather creating these products, you know, around this problem. Mm. You know, being an entrepreneur is no child's play. Nope. <laughs> Access, accessing the market. Yes. How did you manage that? What was that process like? Oh. Um, so I think I was just, you know, there's there's some slight delusion that you, you need to just start off and think this, this has, you know, this has to be set on the shelves. So I used to walk around the shelves, the click shelves, the discount shelves, pick and pay. And said I couldn't find any products that was catered to our hair. Um, and I just knew what I had in my hand was so special. It had to be on the shop. So then I started knocking on doors. I'd call constantly to retail. And I can't even tell you who I'd think of calling. But I'd just say, can I speak to some buyer who could assist me with natural hair? And essentially, there was no natural hair on the shelves. Um, but clicks uh, accepted uh, and, and started chatting to me right in the beginning, maybe six months after it launched. Um, and they were saying, you know what? The trend is actually going towards that way. People don't want chemicals in their hair. They want natural ingredients formula that really works in natural hair. And you could see the U.S. market was already using natural hair cane. So Clicks was already looking at the U.S. market and that natural hair care product coming through. Um, and so when I spoke to them, it was almost like I was talking to the converted. I was preaching to the converted and they were quite receptive but said, you know, your, your business is tiny, it's just starting. So start making a lot of noise around it. And so I used social media to kind of garner a lot of support or interest in the product and actually saw through that process that it's difficult to just package something for 99 Rand, try and post it for 120 to the Eastern Cape. It just didn't work out. So I knew this product had to be on the shelf so that it's accessible to the market. And so it took another two years <laughs> to get onto the retail shelves. Um, and, and, and Clicks was quite helpful in that. Um, this was a locally produced, locally sourced brand. It's proudly South African. And they're quite excited about that back, background and story. Um, and that's how we launched in the first retailer, which was Clicks. And then after that, it started just me knocking on doors like crazy. You just game and you pick and pay. And eventually, by 2022, I was in three big retailers. And then, of course, once you're on the market, you're now on the shelves, the product is moving, and chances are, you know, you know that novelty. The first few yes. months, the product is moving. You, you also yeah. have energy to market yep, it definitely. and talk definitely. about it. But, you know, you, need, you really need to, to baby this thing all the way through. Yeah. Acquisition yep. for growth. Yes. How did that happen? 
So um, initially, I was looking for a distributor because when I looked at my brand on the shelves, I thought, how are these American brands looking so good on the shelves? And I look slightly crazy. I wanted to look professional. I wanted to look good. I wanted to um, give my customer a brand that is really really beautiful even the labeling i actually created the labels myself but even the labeling the colors the little african squares i wanted everything to really really um come off the shelf and look beautiful and so i started looking for a distributor and i think the first distributor we called was a company called sunpack to just say can you distribute and make sure that our shelves look as good as the products that you bring in. So they're one of the biggest um, distributor of international uh, products. Um, and they were interested in acquiring pro uh, local products. So they said to us, no, we'd rather acquire first. Uh, would you like to join us? And I, by then, I, as you said, I was energized. I was just feeling like, no, I can do this myself. I'm on the move. But remember, once with expansion, you really get stretched out. And at some point, I felt like I really do not understand the structures of retail. And then they called a year later again. We had the same sim a similar conversation. And at that time, I think I was ready to say, let's partner up because we are in the same business. And I really want to give my customer a quality experience when they walk in and they see this beautiful brand on the shelves. Um, and so that's how I got acquired by Sunpack. And the nice thing about that is that I get to work with them. It's not just giving over a brand and hoping that it would... Um, jump off the shelves I really do work with them I still lead the brand I'm still the CEO of the brand and so it's been a wonderful journey that I got to learn a lot more behind the scenes of retail still a difficult journey but um, at least you've got people around you that think the same way as you do mm. and advice that you'd give someone who most probably is in your shoes but they are really at the beginning of creating mm. creating a brand what advice would you give so my 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 advice, whoever gave me advice initially said just start. And that's just one of the most amazing things that I I, I mean I took that advice and I ran with it. Another important thing the uh, anyone that that starting off needs to do is to research the market. That's what I did right in the beginning. Just get to understand your customer first before you launch something because as an entrepreneur, I think what we do, we create things for ourselves first. And if we continue creating things for ourselves, it's almost like you're not fixing anything or you're not solving any problems as you grow. And therefore, you're creating a product for yourself and sales are the most important thing in, in a business. So after eight years of just running this race, I think the most important thing is to start off with your market, get to understand your market. And as you launch, you grow with your market. So different issues that come up in the hair care space, and there are plenty, you just start creating product around your customer and you grow with them and you connect with them. Mm. And that's how we grow in the business. So let's talk about the range. What what have mm -hmm. you got? So as I said, we started with four products um, around a shampoo, conditioner, a really high quality conditioner and um, a detangling cream and a deep moisture butter. And then we grew the range to include scalp care. We included um, protective styling care which has just launched in the past year. And that's what we're working on, the Elon Evo range, which is so beautiful, so nourishing to see the hair, even if it's under your weaves and your braids. Your hair remains nourished and it doesn't break as you take off your braids or you take off that weave. And so from four products, we've almost got 20 products now on the shelf as we grow the brand. And it ranges between deep moisture to scalp care and then protective styling.
and there's a, a range of SKUs right in there. I've got a voice note. Let's uh, go to the voice note. Let's hear. I think. Good, wow. Evening. Good evening, ladies. Really, really. I'm so glad, man. At the beginning of the year, hearing some good news from such you got you ladies is very nice. And the minute you mention Sun Sun Park, Nun Park, they are the biggest packing brand in 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 Africa, actually. I think, if I'm not wrong, mistaken, uh, uh, Andrew Durator used to be the CEO there. So yeah, my sister, what I'm saying to you is that go, go big or go home. So big up, my sister. Ke brabenemo Rustenbegemo Sunfield. Thank you, braben Jonker. Oh, Braben, thank you so much for, for, you know, for that encouragement. And tell me something Very before I let you go, because I'm also going to ask about, well, we know where you can find the product. So when mm. you started, did you have, mm-hmm. a, did you have, did you have capital? I used every cent that I had. <laughs> Roughly, do you so. have an idea how much when you started? So I come from a very uh, intense saving background with my mom, big on saving, and all those savings got depleted because I bought all formula that I that I um, created at the time, and I think everything was quite expensive because it was quite new, and each formula was twenty five k, um, and it took quite a bit. I could say almost two hundred k. But if you self-invest in, in, in the brand, and I created everything around it, I used to package it myself. I watched the whole Obama election process, <laughs> packaging for people and posting it. So, you know, the whole process was, you could say tedious, but it was fundamental to what I know today. Uh, and that invested money, I think, is absolutely worth it till today. Um, yeah, so about 200 grand starting out. Yeah, no, it's it's spicy. It's very, very spicy. That much, <laughs> that's that much I know. But the beauty is there are also, you know, um, institutions that are readily available yes. that people can always call depending with yes. whatever product that you are into and, you know, you can approach them and if they see that it's a brilliant idea, uh, chances Absolutely. are they can step in and help. Uh, but where can, yeah. where can we find you in, in, in wrapping up? We are online at nilotica.com. We are Nilotica on all social platforms, but the products are in your clicks, your pick and pay, Diskim, and soon to be in spa. So you should be seeing us grow further and further in terms of distribution um, and the new range launching as well. So that's yeah, quite big for 2024. We're quite excited about the new year. Lots of work to do around marketing. So yeah, we're on the run. <laughs> no, the baby's walking. And how, how has been the return on investment? Um, it takes a very long time. It needs immense uh, patience, but so far, trying to turn it around, trying to turn it around, and so we get into the part where we're actually making profit. Absolutely fantastic stuff. It's inspiring. And I think this, so this is so inspiring in the sense that we need to stop waiting for the government to give us jobs. As I agree. African I agree. children. There's a, lot, there's a lot we can do by ourselves too much. without waiting for the next person. Yeah. Too much, too much. And we are capable. But thank you so Absolutely. much for making time for us and all the very best. And just, you know, keep growing. And hopefully you'll be joining the Elon Musks and everybody else Aww. out there. That would be really great <laughs> Bertha, news to hear. Thank you so much for having me and for encouraging me. I mean, these words just keep me going as at any point, entrepreneurship is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But at any point, I always get this beautiful feedback and it keeps me going. So thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on uh, The Chill Zone.
That's Toko Zilimangwiro, founder of Nilotica Hair Care. And you heard it. It's growing. It's mushrooming. And it would be just so beautiful if we were to find it on, you know, top 100, top 10, top whatever, wealthiest people who have come up with anything. And I think we need to change the narrative as, as Africans. I'm going to say as Africans because we have a tendency. When we make money, we do two things. Yeah? We are so loud. And money is never loud, you know. And, you know, when you're progressive and you start something, you are never loud. When you still find yourself being loud, no, 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 you're still dealing with petty cash. You have not arrived. So just calm down and let's do what is right and create legacies and just make this continent do what it's supposed to do. This is very inspiring. But anyway, let's take a break. I know 2024, I'm very, I'm very charged to take, to grab the bull by the horns. Let's take a break. We'll be back.